Whoever wishes to be first with his servant and the last of all. In today's uh, book of wisdom, we hear how uh, the just one, the, the good one, is treated. And it, it deals with the, the challenge, you would, as uh, suffering uh, that comes to a, a good person at the hands of evil. What, what, what do we do or how do we handle it? And uh, as people of faith, uh, this scripture says is that uh, you don't have to worry about the Lord will vindicate you. That's basically what it says. And, and you can hear they, they call him, they're plotting against him, ready to torture and punish this man because he was good. He's obnoxious, quote-unquote obnoxious in their sight. And all the Lord says uh, through the prophet is that basically, trust in me, everything will work out, you will be vindicated. And as people of faith, we, we sometimes struggle with that, and we find that hard to believe. But that is what our faith is. No matter what happens, the Lord, the Lord will vindicate us. In the end, all will be well. And so part of that, it's easier to explain by analogy, and I, I use this uh, during the week at our Wednesday session, is that sometimes this rope, if this rope here is our life, all of that is eternal life. That rope is all eternity. And that's our life. Is the, the symbol is, is all of that is eternity. And this tiny little section here is called life on earth. That's it. Just that section there. And oftentimes, and, and so when the Lord says, don't everything will be vindicated, because all the acts you do will, will last forever. And just this period of time when the evil ones, or the, the, um, the, the, what they call the wicked ones, uh, think that they have you beat on this tiny little section of a tiny little section of this. And the Lord says, never mind. It's, it's what you do here determines all this for the rest of your life. And so we have to focus on this in light of all this. That it goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and keeps on going. And so the challenge for us is to remember that in all we do. And that's what we've been talking about in this last uh, several uh, weeks. We've been doing this session, investing in our faith, serving Christ in, in all we do. And that we're saying that because we serve Christ here, that that will last forever. Because, you see, there's, we maintain, and this is really not an opinion, it's a fact, is there's nothing we can take with us. We cannot take... Um, Anything with us, we know that. We die, then goes with us. We can't certainly take any money. We can't even take people. There's only one thing that goes with us into eternal life. And that's what belongs in eternal life. And that is love. The only thing that goes with us into eternal life is love. And that is what holds us the whole way. And that's why this period of time is so important for us insofar as how well we love. Not how well we live, on how well we love. Now, this rope is more than just a symbol of, 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 of a length. It also tells us that it's made up of certain things. All those acts of love is what make up the rope. Um, I don't know if you know how a rope is made. A, a rope is made by little strands. Um, I'm going to show you a brief video about it. It takes just one minute to show how how, in fact, a rope is made. This one's made of cotton. 
The one that we're going to show here is made of uh, sesu. But let's have a quick look. Turn off those lights there for a second. I'll explain this. So this, um, this rope is made of uh, three strands, just like uh, on that thing. And, and over these last three weeks, or last four weeks, we've been talking about the three strands that make up a strong community. Word, worship, and witness. And it is those strands that, and the acts of love are those tiny little Cecil, or in this case, cotton strands that, that make up who we are as a community. But they need to be bound together to make the full strength of a rope. Word, worship, and witness all go together. That's what makes us a strong individual Catholic. But then when we bind ourselves together, that makes us a strong community. And we've been talking about that, and we've talking about it in a way that we investing in our faith, that we that we, um, we give of ourselves, and the commitment that I've asked for everyone is 2.5% of your gross time, and gross talent, and gross treasure. Now, what does that mean? For 2.5% of your time and talent, uh, that, that's four hours a week, right? Four hours a week. Now, it may seem like, oh my gosh, it's a huge amount. Well, one hour we're asking for, just in summary, one hour we're asking for in prayer, uh, 10 minutes a day for six days a week, you got one day off. All right, not too much to ask. One hour in service in church. That's a worship. You're here, so you got that already done. One, one hour in witness and service to somebody else who is in need. And then one hour of elective, when you can spend in one of the other areas that you feel you need to grow. That, that we are called to grow in our friendship with Christ. Called to grow in our knowledge and love of friendship with God. That we grow in love. That this idea that we, we twist these things. Now that means that we have to allow ourselves to be twisted around one another. Which means that we become very human. We recognize the need to be involved in each other's lives. So let, let's just go over it. In Word, what we ask you to do is to pray 10 minutes a day. But one of the things that um, you've been hearing that from me for years. We've given you books and still some of you struggle with just 10 minutes a day. Now, these are base levels. This isn't meant to be a, a goal. This is the base level goal. Some of you are way more than 10 minutes, and, you sh- and so you should be. It's, it's where you have grown to. Your relationship with Christ has grown. One of the areas that we're asking that possibly you can spend one of that, that elective hour is that we have announced that we have um, arise groups, these faith-sharing groups, to grow by your relationship by talking about, learning to, to have dialogue with other people. It's only for six weeks. So just try it for, use those six one hour, extra hours in going to join a, a faith sharing group and learning to hear other people's perspectives, other people's journey on, on the faith journey and how important that is to learn to articulate so that we can talk to our children, talk to our grandchildren about what it is that we believe and we hear something from somebody else, we find that language. So I'm asking, but one of our commitments in this next year is to, to grow in the knowledge and love of God. So we will be putting on sessions uh, specifically for different target audiences that will meet the needs of our community, if you allow us. If you allow us, we'll, we'll be putting on, our goal, one of our goals is to have a retreat that every single pressure in the next three years will have done a weekend retreat. A weekend retreat, overnight weekend retreat. And why is that so important? Because it's my firm conviction that when we go away and retreat, put everything aside and go away for an over, two overnights, something happens to us internally. It's like resetting the clock and resetting 
according to Christ and His will for us. It's a way to discern. And when we've never experienced that, which many Christians have never experienced it. This is the opportunity. We're going to be putting on retreat after retreat. We're going to be working with different partners. If you allow us, this is what we're planning to do so that you can have those retreats. Have more talks of formation. And we'll do even some, uh, with, the, with the children, we'll do some, what's known as fifth classroom. We'll help them learn by using their technology to engage and, and come back with us. So in worship, uh, what we'd love, to, we, we already know you're part of the community. You're here. So, but like there are so many other things we could do to make this experience even better. Uh, on your, on your uh, seats, uh, I, I put this out here. This is a, a liturgy markers. It's basically to assess your experience for yourself. To assess your experience for yourself. Now we'll send this out via email as well. But here is a... Like, for example, um, you, you rate yourself in a 1 to 10, and there's 10 markers. So you'll come out with a score, hopefully no less than 50. And I don't think there's anybody 100 quite yet, but we'll get somewhere in there. But I'm hoping this... But some, like, for example, have a, how often do I invite friends and neighbors to join me at the weekend liturgy? Do you do it once a week, which would get you a 10? Or do you do it once a month, which gets you about a 5? Or do you never do it, which gets you a 1? You get the one for showing up here. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying. So this is about how, how, what, what are we trying to do to grow in our faith. There's other ones here like uh, about how do we um, welcome people. Um, so, so let's say um, over here, we, let's say Ted was new. And you know the way I do the welcome and I ask people where they're visiting from? So let's say Ted raised his, his hand and he said it was new. Right, so we say, okay, welcome to our community. Hope you have a great visit with family and friends. Now all of you now know that he's new. It's all your responsibility to welcome Ted. You should first immediately, whenever, oh, Ted, welcome to our community. Where are you visiting from? Say something. And when it comes to the, the communion time to sign a peace, you all go back to Ted. Ted, welcome. I hope you have a great visit. Maybe you can come outside and have a cup of tea with us, a cup of coffee, and we'll get to know you a little bit more. All of you around him have the power. I can't do that from up here. But you can all make him feel wonderful. And then wherever that happens, how powerful that would be. That's a little bit more powerful than just saying, I'm from here or from there. Or if you see somebody who you clearly know is new, you know who sits normally beside you, and it's a new person, you go like, hey, what are you doing there? <laughs> you can introduce yourself and say, are you new here? And they might say, no, no, I usually sit over there. Well, then it's an opportunity to chat. But those are the markers that we're trying to get you to, to engage your mind on and heart. And the other one is, is, is being here on time and, and staying to the end. I know it's hard, first thing in the morning, I get that, and there's a million reasons why, and look, I'm glad that you're here, so it's not any knocking of you being late. I'm not the best at being on time myself. But staying to the end. So just for today, can those who regularly leave early just stay to the end, the very, very end, to the last part of the song, just to see what it feels like? I mean, just for all of us, not just for you, for all of us to stay to the very end. Now look, can that five minutes make that much of a difference? I mean, it's possible. Now, maybe you're, you've got something and we're going to run over and you have to go. Then I trust you. That's fine. You need to do that. You need to do that. But, but can we make an effort to be here for the entire time? That this is our experience, our community for one group. And then we go to witness. Witness is, um, is this one-hour service to those in need. It's, it's, it's over, and, over and beyond those who are closest to us. It's saying that there are people who are way needier than us 
and that we ought to give one hour, one hour back serving him in a week. Now, you might do that by going down once a, a week, give him one hour, or you might go down once a month by giving four hours. Or, or you might go and visit a neighbor who you haven't seen and you know is, ho- is sick, or, or one thing or another, but find a way. We're, our promise to you is because we're challenging you to give us these four, these four hours, which is one extra hour, that we're going to double the opportunities for places to partnership so that you have places to share your, your, your time with. Because I think some of us are worried about when we go to visit the homeless, are we safe? And we will partner with people to keep you safe, that you will be working with us. But the idea is that we pine together all these little acts of love to make a difference to serve. And finally, the, the, the last one is that of treasure. And um, people were asking me about this last week's one about uh, the shark tank where I said 2.5% of, of gross time and 2.5% of gross treasure. And I said, yes, I actually I am meaning that. 2.5%? That's right. I said, why? Because I believe wholeheartedly the potential that we have as a community is absolutely massive and we have not yet tapped into it. And our goal here is to grow and to bind ourselves together to be a stronger community so that we can carry other people. Now, some of you are way past 2.5% already. Some people, you are given a rate to area 10%ers already. But this is a new base level for all of us to start at. And so what, I said to myself, well, how can I convince you that this is the right thing to do? That this will change your life? That I'm firmly convinced that if you give 2.5% of your time, talent, and treasure, your life will be different this year. I promise you. It will be completely different. I said, so how could I convince you in such a way? I said, I've already given my life up. I've already given my job. I can't give you anything more. And I said, well, I already give on my own stewardship. I give more than 2.5%. I give 5%, not, not to, to boast, but to share that I'm in the same boat as you. And I understand I don't have children. I don't have family. I get that. But I give 5% to our local parish community. I give another 5% to the diocese and another 5% to other programs beyond. Now, I can do that because I, well, I don't have much to begin with, but 5%, 15% is still 15%. I said, well, what else can I do to convince you? It didn't seem like... I said, ah, there's one thing I treasure. And one thing I hold on to. And it holds dear to me. And that's because my retirement fund. Because I get nervous about the priesthood's uh, retirement plans. This isn't exactly the best retirement plans in the world. And so I said, okay, I put this nest egg away when I finished the iTech world, and I've just let it sort of uh, roll over. I said, okay, that's what I can put on the line. So here is my promise to you, that if you give your 2.5% of time, talent, and treasure, that if you're not, your life is not changed in this one year, if you do not experience a radical difference in your life, and you have to do both time, talent, and treasure, that I, that I can't give you back your time and talent. In fact, I can't even give you back the money because we'll have spent it by the time you come back a year later, right? So I am going to underwrite it. I will give it from you. I, if you're unhappy, you come back to me and I will pay the parish whatever money you feel was overdone. And I'll take it out of my retirement. That's how much I believe in this difference. That's how much I believe this community has potential that we have yet to even tap. That I literally personally put whatever else I have on the line to prove it to you. So I ask you, in the end, the gospel says to us today that those who, are la- who want to be first are, are, are should be last and the servant of all. And so that's what I'm asking us to do. 
is to lay down our lives in service to the Lord with a new base level of 2.5% of your time, talent, and treasure. And together, we will serve Christ in all we do.